Aaron Rodgers was teetering. They had lost five in a row. He had thrown three interceptions, obviously, at Detroit. Yet I told you all week long, he's still Aaron Bleepin Rodgers. He has destroyed Dallas, and he is late-game Dallas, and he is clutched up against Dallas again and again and again. There's something about him. He loves to beat the Dallas Cowboys. He loves to stick it to America's team. He, he is my Dracula because he just sucks the life out of my team. Every time you think he's dead, every time you have a chance to drive stake through hard, you better or he'll come back and get you. That was a chance for guys to, that's not our season. Three and seven, what we're doing the offseason. It's not going to be our year. I just had a feeling all week we're going to win this game. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. It only took 10 weeks. But the NFL is back, ladies and gentlemen. The NFL is, oh, it's real, and it is spectacular. Finally, 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 finally a good day of football. Finally some good games. And before you say anything, no, 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 no. No, I don't only say that because the Packers won yesterday. That would have been an outstanding day of football yesterday, even if the Packers had lost in overtime. Even if they lost by seven in the fourth quarter. Still the best day of football we've had in weeks. Vikings-Bills, awesome game. Had everything. Everything you could ask for in one game and an extra quarter. We got the overtime, too. Vikings-Bills was awesome. Packers-Cowboys was great. Came down to the wire in overtime. Return of McCarthy. All-time historical matchup. Great jersey combo. The Packers-Holmes. The Dallas-Whites. Chef's kiss. Lions-Bears. Barn burner. Didn't really mean anything for either team, but it was a blast, and Justin Fields is insane. Jeff Saturday beat the Raiders, which is hilarious. Devontae Adams going to play with Derek Carr. I guess that's a choice you could make. Don't really know why he made that choice, but it was his choice. And then Jeff Saturday just winning with Matt Ryan is hilarious. The Cardinals, are they better without Kyler Murray? Some are saying. Some being me. Russell Wilson lost. Hilarious. Wouldn't be a great week of NFL football if Russell Wilson didn't lose to an inferior team. And Kyle Shanahan kicking field goals from the two-yard line. Oh, yesterday had everything. Everything is balanced once again. The football universe is back in order. And yes, the Packers happened to win, but also separate from the Packers winning. What an awesome day of football yesterday. That's, I think, my favorite Sunday of football in a long time. And we still got Monday night, which is, oh, it's the Commanders. They play tonight. Well, then I'll watch for my guys, Joe and Troy, America's booth. Awesome weekend of football. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you had an outstanding weekend. Really feel like the, the, it's not the heel is starting to turn, but it really feels like we're turning from late fall to early winter now. Yesterday, as it gets dark at the end of the Packers game and it's getting colder outside and I see the blaze orange hanging up on people's clotheslines, like we're really getting down to it and we're now into week 10, week 11 of the NFL season and the Packers are four and six. Can you imagine being three and seven? (laughs) Bears still suck. Am I right? It's so funny today. I've been on Twitter and been on Facebook and the Packers are four and six, which stinks. The Bears are three and seven, which also stinks, but it stinks a little bit more than four and six. And I love that Packers fans are still getting their shots in at Bears fans. Not me. I'm mature. I'm above it all. I, other fans, I mean. Other, other, other fans. 
We're going to talk a lot about the Packers getting a win tonight, obviously. At some point, I do want to talk about Vikings-Bills because I think there's some Packers connections in this Vikings team. This Vikings team reminds me of a Packers team from the last couple of years, so we'll talk about that. What's up with the Bills? Just talk about that game in general because that game was fantastic. Going to hear a little bit from Aaron Rodgers, a little bit from Christian Watson, maybe a little Matt LaFleur before the night is over as well. And I want to laugh at the Cowboys and have some fun at the expense of the Dallas Cowboys because the Packers have owned the Cowboys for the last decade. And while we haven't won in the playoffs, it's been fun to just dominate the Cowboys just for fun, just for the vibes over the last 10 years. 608-796-2558 if you'd like to call and text the show. And you can find me on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Let's get into this. The Packers won in overtime, 31 to 28. You know this, you watched. We talked a lot about last week that the Cowboys basically committed identity theft on the 2022 Packers, right? The Cowboys this season have been the team that we envisioned our Packers being. The Cowboys have ran the ball, controlled the clock with two great running backs, low and slow, right? Nothing fancy, just dominating opponents, eating up clock, playing great defense, getting splash plays from uh, Diggs, Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons. The Packers, on the other hand, the Packers have been the team Taking shots, wasting plays, not using their running game enough, not playing complimentary football. The Cowboys committed identity theft. They became the team this year that the Packers were supposed to be able to turn into. That's what the Packers were supposed to do. Yesterday, at least for three hours, the Packers got their identity back. They did it. They did what we've wanted them to do, and they played like the team we've wanted them to play like. Now, they're still not very good. They're still only four and six. They're coming off of losing five in a row. I'm not saying the, the Packers have lifted up to contender status. That's not what I'm saying. But yesterday for three hours, they took their identity back and they played like we've wanted them to play. Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers yesterday executed the game script that we've been dying for. This is what we've wanted to see. The script that we got a little taste of, a little teaser of in Buffalo against the Bills, especially in that second half. The Cowboys ran 18 more plays than the Packers did yesterday. And the Packers still won time of possession by over five minutes. That just goes to show that even though the Packers didn't run more plays, it's not like they had a great day offensively, but when they had the ball, they valued the ball, they controlled the ball, they ran the ball, and they made sure the game was played on their terms. The Packers rushed the ball 39 times, 24 times to Jones, 13 times to Dillon. That checks out. That's the balance. That's the ratio we're looking for with those two. Rodgers only attempted 20 passes, right? This script, the script that the Packers ran yesterday, puts Aaron Rodgers in the best position to succeed. I also think it puts him in the best position to be a leader and work with these young wide receivers. I think it puts him in the best position possible to help stay upright when the offensive line isn't blocking. I think the game plan that we saw yesterday and what the Packers did yesterday puts a 38, soon-to-be 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers in the best position to succeed. And it's no accident that Rodgers played the best game of his season yesterday with a very limited workload. And I think previous to yesterday, his best game of the season was in Buffalo when, to be fair to Rodgers and to be fair to the Bills, Rodgers didn't throw the ball a whole lot, but he executed in a way and ran the offense in a way that allowed him to maximize the big plays that he can make while also minimizing bad plays and just wasted plays where you're throwing the ball out of bounds and, you know, second and 10, third and 10, wasted plays. We've talked about this. And best of all, what's most promising out of yesterday, again, realizing the Packers are four and six and in no shape and no way and form a contender, 
The best part about yesterday is I think Aaron Rodgers gets it. I think he's beginning to believe. He was asked after the game yesterday, what did you learn? I think we can run the football pretty well. And you got to in the wintertime with the question marks and protection at times and uh, the health of our receivers. You know, I feel like this is definitely a formula that can that can work for us. We still have to throw downfield, but until people are going to give us a heavy dose of one eye, we're going to have to run the football and, and then use the play action to take some shots down the field. Hey! Look at that! It only, only took 10 weeks, but we got there. We we figured it out. That's the theme of this team with their coaches, especially Joe Barry. And now as we've seen on offense with Rodgers and LaFleur, it's like, hey, we're 10 weeks into the season. Thanksgiving is next Thursday. And you are now just starting to figure out things that have been obvious to stupid fans like me for 10 games. 10 games have been saying, you know, they're actually a better running team in a work and play action, dominate time of possession, then mix in the shot plays when you can. Well, we knew that a month ago. But better late than never, I guess. Rodgers and LaFleur seemingly figuring it out. Per ESPN Stats and Info, you might have seen this yesterday. The Packers had designed running plays on 62% of their plays yesterday. That's the most ever in a game started by Aaron Rodgers. And they had play action on 52% of their plays, most since 2020. The foundation is there. The running game, the clock management, the play action, that's their floor. Right, That gives this team a baseline. That gives this offense a starting point. The ceiling, the potential, the ultimate high-end and best version of this offense is really up to Aaron Rodgers and his wide receivers. If they can, first of all, stay healthy, and if Watson can stay out there, if Dobbs can come back, or if Watkins can actually play well or whatever, so wide receivers got to be out there. But then what can these wide receivers and Aaron Rodgers cook up? And how many big plays can they create? And how many clutch plays in necessary passing moments can they create? Because if they can create big plays down the field and they can build a rapport with each other, this offense can be pretty darn good. Now, if they only find a couple of passing plays a game, that's going to limit them. They're going to have a glass ceiling. But I think the silver lining of yesterday and the biggest takeaway you should have moving forward is that they seemingly now understand how to play football, which, again, we've understood for weeks, but better late than never. I've been bitching for weeks about wide receivers now. And Christian Watson does that yesterday. Christian Watson is 23 years old. He has missed a lot of time this year, and he struggled with drops, including yesterday. But he runs a 4-3, and he can get open. You see the difference that makes? You see how much easier Aaron Rodgers' life was yesterday on third down and in passing situations where they had to have it? You see the difference Christian Watson made? Christian Watson is a great prospect. He's got the speed. He's got the size. He's just got to work on the technical things. Christian Watson is far from a finished product. Christian Watson is like two-fifths of an elite wide receiver. And he's 23 years old and he's missed time. And still, Rodgers took that and said, okay, here's 100-plus yards, a couple of touchdowns, and it's going to transform the way we play offense today. And it's going to add that deep threat when teams come down into the box, stop Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones more so. Christian Watson is going to be that threat, and I can use him to create big plays down the field. You give Aaron Rodgers an athletic guy that has some shred of competence, a guy who can get open, makes a world of difference. You see that yesterday? That wasn't Tyree Kill out there. That wasn't Devontae Adams. It was a 23-year-old Christian Watson who most people had forgotten about outside of Packers fandom up until yesterday. That guy out there, just give Aaron Rodgers that. Just give him an unpolished, fast wide receiver who's 23 years old makes a world of difference for Rodgers. Just having that one weapon that can really use speed and get open and just 
go man versus man and beat his guy. Wide receivers are so important. We've talked about this for weeks. I'm not sure Tua is great. I think he's good. I don't, I don't know if he's great. But I know Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell get open every play. And the Dolphins are 7-3, and three, and they're in first place in their division, a division that includes the Buffalo Bills. I'm not so sure that Jalen Hurts is great. I think he's good. I don't know if he's great. But A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith get open. And the Eagles are 8-0. I know Matthew Stafford isn't good, but he won a Super Bowl last year because Cooper Cup is open all the time. I know Jimmy G isn't good, but Debo is really good. Brandon Ayuk is really good. George Kittle is really good. McCaffrey, even in a receiving capacity, can be really good. Jimmy Garoppolo is 10-2 and and starts with zero touchdown passes. You see that graphic on Sunday Night Football last night? Jimmy Garoppolo is 10-2 and in games that he has not thrown a touchdown pass. Wide receivers are important. Weapons that can get open are important. Alleviates pressure on your offensive line. Alleviates pressure on your quarterback. It alleviates pressure on everyone. Helps everyone. Benefits everyone. Hurts nobody. Like Joe Biden once said about something. I don't remember. The economy, probably. What else does a politician talk about? Helps everyone. Benefits everyone. Hurts no one. Wide receivers that can get open. It's amazing, isn't it? Wow, what an effect they can have. Christian Watson, again, 23 years old. Unpolished. Struggled with injuries. Can't really catch. And Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, you give me that? Okay, well, maybe we can actually beat Dallas then. A team coming off a bye that's really good. The difference that that one guy can make. Just one guy. It's amazing to watch. It was really fun to watch yesterday. And really happy for Christian Watson. Lazard, Cobb, Watkins, Tunyon, Dobbs. They're all fine wide receivers. And I still really like Romeo Dobbs. And I'm bummed that he's hurt. None of those guys, however, Romeo Dobbs included, have 4-3 speed. They can't get open like Christian Watson can get open. One of my favorite tweets from yesterday was from Archon14, who does Acme Packing Company stuff. I like Acme Packing Company. I'm really coming around to their content. I like what they do. Not that I, I'm not coming around in a way where I wasn't in on them before, but I, I never really paid attention to their stuff, and I'm really liking it. He had a tweet last night that said, the dude is just constantly open. And then Zach Cruz, Menominee guy. Packers Wire, tweeted, nothing more important than this. Just keep dialing up stuff for Christian Watson. He'll eventually figure out the rest. There you go. Let's not overthink it. The dude gets open. Even if he drops and passes, even if he's not fully polished yet, he gets open, which is more than you can say about Alan Lazard or Randall Cobb or Sammy Watkins or Robert Tunyon or Romeo Dobbs. He gets open. And other than Devontae Adams, the Packers really haven't had a guy that can consistently get open in a couple of years. I think MVS was that guy last year. He just wasn't healthy, which sucks. Really wonder if there are ways that the Packers season goes differently last year if MVS is healthy and able to play in all the games. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But Christian Watson has the traits that nobody else on this team has. And it's amazing you see the impact yesterday. This is also why, to bring up another one of my favorite conversations, this is why the first round thing does hold some water. The Packers never take wide receivers in the first round, right? Now, there's a difference between taking a guy in the fourth round and the second round. Second round, this is also true to some degree. But guys who can run 4-3 speed, those are guys you get at the top of the draft, okay? So if you want wide receivers that are really fast and they have these traits like Christian Watson, yeah, sometimes you do have to use a first round pick or a high second round pick, which the Packers just haven't done. They did this year. The guy's barely played, and he's unpolished as a prospect, as you will find. He went to North Dakota State, for God's sake. 
and look at the difference he made yesterday when he was finally healthy, a part of the game plan, and was able to stay on the field. It's amazing the difference he made. Christian Watson asked after the game uh, about struggling early, then getting going and finishing and having a career night. Not the way I wanted to start, uh, but, I mean, it was in my ear all game. It's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. I think that was huge for me just in terms of me just staying in it. And obviously, you know, when more opportunities came my way, you know, I wasn't down. I was calm, cool, and collected, and more opportunities came my way. I get a text here before we take a break from John. Says, why wasn't the Vikings-Bills game the game of the week? The best game of the year and the best catch ever. I invested three hours watching it and the morons at Fox switched to Packers and I couldn't watch OT. I wonder what Packers fans would have said if they couldn't watch their OT. Well, John, you sound like a Vikings fan. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this without sounding like a jerk. So you know me, I'm not a jerk, but I'm going to sound like a jerk here. Bill's Vikings could have been the greatest game played in any sport ever of all time. And Packers Cowboys, regardless of record, will take precedence over it. Because it's Packers-Cowboys. And it was McCarthy's return. And it's under the lights of Lambeau. And it just, I mean, come on. You watch that game, John. That game kicked ass. And the Packers stink. <laughs> Packers are 4-6 and six, and that game kicked ass. Now, it's all brand, right? Like, Vikings-Bills just doesn't have the billing of Packers-Cowboys. Records aside, right? Situation aside. We were able to watch both. That's what was kind of nice is we were able to watch both. I actually listened to the end. I listened to Paul Allen in overtime because I have radio in my house. Um, and I just listened to that with the Packers on mute. But I agree. I think you should always see the conclusion of one game before switching over. But as to why the Packers were out at 3.30 and not the Vikings, well, because they're the Packers and they're playing the Cowboys. Sorry. Let's take a break. We'll come back in three minutes. I want to talk about how Aaron Rodgers had his best game of the season yesterday. But also, I think one of his best games and one of his best moments from a leadership perspective in a long time. We'll talk about that back in three minutes on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Question marks and protection at times, and uh, the health of our receivers. You know, I feel like this is definitely a formula that can that can work for us. We still have to throw downfield, but until people are going to give us a heavy dose of one high, we're going to have to run the football and and then use the play action to take some shots down the field. Aaron Rodgers talking about a win. Feels good to talk about a win. I don't know what it means. They're four and six. And I don't know if it really changes their outlook on the season too much. We can talk about that. Maybe we'll get to that tomorrow. I don't really need to do that tonight, honestly. I don't need to talk about the Titans game coming up on Thursday. Although, early feeling is I feel great about that game. I don't know that we need to start mapping a path for them to get back into the playoff chase. That's not what today's about. Today is about... A group of people that has just been so downtrodden for the last month and a half. Been dying for a win. Let's just enjoy it. Let's talk about all the good things that happened yesterday. All the entertaining parts of this game because it was a great entertaining game. And a lot of the weeks of this NFL season have just kind of sucked. There haven't been many great games. There have been almost no great Packers games. But Vikings-Bills was awesome yesterday. Lions-Bears was great. There were so many great games I, if you listen to the show, I talk about it all the time. This NFL season has not been doing it for me. And yesterday did it for me. Aside from the Packers winning, the Packers winning was a nice cherry on top. So let's talk about this win and just bask in it. Bathe in it. As Jared and DeForest texts in, he says, Feels so good to be talking about a win. Two big takeaways for me. All phases made big impacts. Rushing, passing downfield, interceptions, key stops. We lacked in one or more of the entire season, uh, even for the first three wins. Good teams can overcome mistakes. We overcame drop balls, missed field goal, long down in distances, and a fumbled punt. 
the last five weeks, those mistakes cost us wins. Yeah, I will say the Packers coming down from or coming back from 14 down, very unlike them under Matt LaFleur. That seems like a, a time where they would fold and let a game get away from them. You talk about Amari Rogers fumbling that pun. I, I, I do think Amari Rogers is just he's so close to putting it together. He's he's so close. Keep keep running him out there. I'm kidding. Absolutely do not do that. He stinks. And he should not field another punt the rest of the season. I feel a little bad for Amari Rogers because Part of me thinks that if he got some routine reps in this offense, he might actually be pretty good. But the Packers have made him their punt returner, and until he starts succeeding at returning punts, like why would they give him more opportunities? But he would be better in other opportunities. Very Keston Hero-like, what's going on with uh, Amari Rodgers. Because I think he could be good. I, I don't know that punt returning, obviously, is his thing. Part of me thinks that he could be a decent contributor on an offense, but he's got to hold on to the football. Fielding punts, not been his strong suit. Thank you for the text, Jared. Let's go to the phones. 608-796-2558. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Uh, this is actually Hector, your your friend Hector. Oh. I just got a new phone number. Oh, Hector in Alaska. Well, I will uh, update my address book, Hector. Yes, yes, yes. I used to, I've been doing prepaid phones for years and years. And then finally yesterday, uh, I turned 28 Saturday, so Sunday I went in and got a big boy plan. So. Yeah, happy birthday, by the way, and congrats on the new digs. Thank you, thank you. you probably have a newer phone than I do. Appreciate it. Yeah. I actually got a phone that's zero a month because it was released a year and a half ago, and I guess with, nice. with the regular world, that's a long time ago. All the phones are nice. All of the, the like the last couple of models of every phone are nice. You don't need the newest. You're just late money on fire. You're, you're a frugal man. Right. I respect that, yeah. Yeah, very much so. It was, uh, because the Ravens weren't playing, I was all in on Packers yesterday. I even put my so because I was married into a Packer family, I randomly will get gifts, mm-hmm. um, the gifts for Packer, like Packer stuff. And so I put on my jersey, my socks, my uh, sweatshirt, all that kind of good Maybe that had an impact on this game. Hector, did we lose you? Hector, you got a brand new phone. You're cutting in and out. Are you there? Wow. Hector. I let you go. That sucks. First call on the brand new phone. It's a tough look. Let's not shout out whatever phone you have because that's a brutal look. An absolutely, an absolutely brutal look. Thank you for the call, Hector. I appreciate you. 608 608- Seven nine six two five five eight. Text back if you can. Give me your take on the Packers. Uh, and happy birthday again. And congrats on the new phone, on the new digs. Aaron Rodgers yesterday played his best game of the season. And I am someone who's been very willing to criticize Aaron Rodgers the last couple of years. So I don't want to play it off like, ah, Rodgers was fine. But really, it was about this person, that person. No, 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 no. Aaron Rodgers was tremendous yesterday. He played the version of the game that we saw against the Bills, except better, and against a team that they could actually reasonably beat. Because the Cowboys, I think, are good. They're not as good as the Bills, although the Bills have their own issues right now, and we can talk about that later on in the show. I do want to talk about that Vikings-Bills game. The Rodgers vibes felt so much better yesterday. And obviously, winning changes everything. I understand that. But we went from, you know, got to start cutting reps to I'm going to keep coming to you. I'm going to keep coming to you, as he talked about after the game. I told Christian Watson and Matt LaFleur the same we're going to keep coming to you, keep coming to you. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. I don't know what the changeup was. Maybe it was the matchup with Dallas. 
Maybe uh, it's the home game at Lambeau, the cold weather. Rodgers started feeling romantic. All of a sudden, he's embracing this young wide receiver and really, you know, kind of connecting with these guys. Aaron Rodgers talked about, after the game, why come back to Watson after those early drops? That's a little unlike Rodgers. I think we could all admit. Why come back to him? Why keep coming to him after those drops? Well, we had a lot of plays designed for him, so I don't think there was any other option. Um, I think that catch probably on the atomic level shifted uh, a lot of different things for him, exercising some energetic demons. Proud of him. He made some plays. I mean, his best catch of the night was that low throw on the backed up drive. Agreed. On third and two. Yeah, his best catch wasn't one of the touchdowns. It was that one on third down. He went down and dug it out, right? I, I also think it's funny that Rodgers like, well, who else am I going to throw to? <laughs> like, it's honest. You know, why do you have the confidence to keep coming back to Watson? Well, we had a bunch of plays dialed up for him, so we didn't have much of a choice. But I think the fact that he hauled in that bomb and, and took it in for a touchdown just got a monkey off of his back. And that's what Mark and Eau Claire texted in. Says Christian Watson finally stays healthy an entire game and the offense excels. This is the difference maker he can be. Even with a couple of drops, he will change how defenses cover the receivers. Definitely stretches out the field and he can get open. He can get open so Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to put the ball on the one inch mark for a completion. The offensive line doesn't have to cover up for three, three and a half seconds to get a completion. Watson can just bounce open and the ball can get to him. I subscribe to the one win theory. Remember a couple weeks ago when Rodgers was like, if we can just get one win, I think that changes everything. I definitely believe in that idea. I believe in that theory. So I think because of the transit property, I also have to believe in the one catch theory in that when when Rodgers connected with Watson and that deep touchdown was brought in over the shoulder, I hopefully, hopefully that did change something on, as Rodgers said, the atomic level. Hopefully that was the difference maker, and hopefully just getting that first one, just getting one, makes a difference for him moving forward. Let's talk to Chad in Sun Prairie. Wisco Chad, 608-796-2558. What's up, Chad? Woo-hoo! W. W. Does it just feel good? I don't know what w. this win means. They're probably still not going to make the playoffs. They're 4-6, and six, but, man, it's just nice to win. It's nice to watch your favorite football team win a game. You never know. Again. Four and six the last time they were at this point, they won a Super Bowl. We got another game even. So, you know, it's, it's important to point out exactly, and you already did, if you got a player that can take the top off of a defense and actually make you respect them, mm-hmm. everybody else that much better. Sammy Watkins looked like a ball player. Yeah. It was amazing. That was that was one of Rodgers' best throw of the night. The one that he put right on the back hip of Watkins. That was a seed. That was a really good throw. <laughs> and if he doesn't turn around just at that second, it's picked. Yeah, seriously. It was a very nice throw. Yeah, but, I mean, it, I mean, sort of dangerous. I mean, it's it, again, it, it just reminds me of just how interesting and fickle kind of the NFL kind of is sometimes. Like uh, watching that game before it. Jefferson was the Packers' target. They just didn't want to give up the draft capital that was wanted for the position. Yeah. But ah, uh, can you imagine if you were a Packer? <laughs> watching the Bills, watching that Bills game yesterday, he's unbelievable. And I respect Kirk Cousins a ton for basically just throwing it up to him sometimes and giving him a chance to go make a play. Like oh, you're you're too young to remember Cole Pepper chucking at the moss. That's oh. what it looked like. Just, just heave it up. Let him go make a play. You know, it, it also, you know, it, 
I don't know if he talked about this as much as the rest of us, the old crogies, I guess we'll call it, will say. That was a total Mike McCarthy game. His to win, and he donked it. <laughs> yeah, look, I so I was listening to Cowherd when he started his show today, and he was very, the, the Cowboys lost that game. And the, the Packers didn't do anything. I mean, the Cowboys lost. And I, I don't know. I, I honestly have to go back and look at the drive summary again, because yesterday we were all just so caught up into this game, I wasn't really thinking about it for the purposes of, tonight for the show I was just enjoying a good football game for the first time in forever and I I don't know I don't disagree with Mike McCarthy going forward in overtime I guess I'll have to go back and watch Dak through two of those interceptions I, I don't know that either one were his fault I think CeeDee Lamb just was kind of lazy with his route running I, I don't know Aaron Rodgers made some plays oh. down the stretch I'll give him credit I think I think the one that was in basically center field looked like Nick Collins reincarnated that Rudy was a Ford. terribly telegraphed pick. Rudy Ford. It well, was terribly telegraphed. Well, yeah, but Greg Olson on the broadcast, and I saw some other people who do film breakdowns, which I do not, saying CeeDee Lamb's got to cut that in because Dak Prescott is expecting CeeDee Lamb to cut it in in front of the safety, right? So he's basically throwing that thinking, well, CeeDee Lamb's going to split between me and the safety, so I don't have to worry about him, and I don't know that he did. I, I don't know that that was fully on Dak. And you're probably not wrong, but in the same token, like that happens on every play in yeah. the NFL at some point. Somebody makes a minor mistake like that. It's, again, it just stinks, but I still think that that ball's picked, even if he tries to do that, or it's, I mean, he's breaking it up. He was right there. At least Ford so was I, I going for it. Like, I loved that he was attacking the ball and attacking tackles, too. Darnell Savage playing in slot corner, and it just seems like. Week 10, the Packers are finally figuring out some things like, oh, we shouldn't have Amari Rodgers return punts. We shouldn't have Darnell Savage playing safety because he stinks. And it just might be too little too late in week 10 now that they're four and six. But I hope not. Well, it was interesting because the Savage pick was kind of to replace Raven Green, if I remember right, or kind of that hybrid where they could put him down in the box. Morgan Burnett type. Yeah, exactly. And so having him play, you know, basically strong safety was kind of dumb to begin with. No. So, yeah, I think that due to injury, you start moving people around. And, again, if they go on, this is a big if, they go on a run, like, they might make it interesting. We can hope. Let's say they win every one, every one but one or two. They still might make it interesting. Well, I feel great about the Titans on Thursday, and I guess that's we're going to take it one week at a time. You know, one day at a time, one practice at a time, Chad. That's how we're going to do this thing. It was nice to hear from you and talk about a win. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thank you. It's an actually enjoyable call. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, we weren't arguing. This is great. Thank you, Chad. That's Wisco Chad in Sun Prairie. Let's take a break. I want to laugh at the Cowboys a little bit and talk more about how great Rodgers was yesterday. And even if it was just for those three hours yesterday, and that's the best Rodgers moment we get all year, it's just really fun watching him play well and watching this team win. So for today, at least until 6 o'clock, we can just revel in that. Let's laugh at the Cowboys, talk more about Aaron Rodgers' great day. Coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show my name is grant bills and i hope you had an outstanding outstanding weekend thank you for hanging out i do want to talk about the vikings and the bills that game was awesome and obviously the vikings are very near and dear to us fellow nfc north team fellow nfc rival 
border rival. Sure, you have Vikings fans in your lives. God knows I got plenty in mine. I don't know why. I don't know why I said it that way. But I do want to talk about what was probably the real game of the week yesterday, despite being at noon. Vikings Bills. That's coming up in a little bit less than an hour. Right now, we're just singing the praises of one Aaron Rodgers because he was great yesterday. And I think it was because the offense, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, the offensive line, everybody was finally rowing in the same direction, playing a game script and playing a game plan that optimizes everything and everybody. It's not that Aaron Rodgers, well, I don't want to word this. Aaron Rodgers is about to be 39. And it's not that he can't still make unbelievable throws and have unbelievable stretches, but asking him from kickoff of the first quarter until the end of the fourth quarter to be brilliant and to make throws into tiny, small windows and to avoid pressure with his legs. It's just not a winning proposition. He can do it here and there, but he can't do it for four straight quarters. And you never want any quarterback to do it for four straight quarters. Even Patrick Mahomes in his prime. It's not like Brett Veach, their GM, is sitting up in the office and thinking, let's see, how bad can I make this offensive line before this bastard can't win a sunny game? You know what I mean? Nobody wants to set up a quarterback to fail, even quarterbacks in their prime. And Aaron Rodgers is... Far from his prime, he's about to be 39 years old. Brian Gutekunst, Matt LaFleur, everyone involved should be thinking, how do we make his life easier? Well, way number one, and we've known this for weeks, is to run the ball more, especially to Aaron Jones, because A.J. Dillon just ain't that good. Sorry, I'll be the first one to admit it, but I'll get out in front of this. He's just not that good. So Aaron Jones yesterday getting a lion's share of the carries. He got 24 carries. Jones got 13. They ran it 39 times total. A couple of those were Aaron Rodgers' rushes. Rodgers only attempted 20 passes. And I don't even know that it's about how many passes Rodgers is attempting these days. It's about the types of passes he's attempting, when he's attempting them, who those attempts are going to. And Rodgers nailed it after the game last night. And we, we were saying this after the Buffalo game. Your foundation is your running game. That Those are the bare bones. That's your foundation. That's your basement of the offense. Everything builds off of that running game in Aaron Jones. Then you mix in play action and you mix in, uh, mix in strategic shots down the field at the right time to the right guy. Because if Aaron Rodgers starts getting lost and throw, 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 all of a sudden it's third and 10 and the offensive line can't protect and the wide receivers can't get open. and It's just not that kind of team. And I think they really realized yesterday the game script. And I think Rodgers, I mean, I'm going to keep playing this press bite or this press bite, this sound bite from his press conference about what he learned about his team yesterday because this is what we've needed for weeks. I think we can run the football pretty well, and you got to in the wintertime with the question marks and protection at times and uh, the health of our receivers. You know, I feel like this is definitely a formula that can that can work for us. We still have to throw it downfield, but until people are going to give us a heavy dose of one high, we're going to have to run the football and, and then use the play action to take some shots down the field. There you go. There you go. There you go. And the shots down the field in this game were a little bit easier because of Christian Watson. He's great. He's unbelievable because he's fast because he has those tangible skills, you know, intangibles like leadership and attitude. No, he has the tangibles. He has the physical things. He's really good at those physical things. He can run down the field faster than anyone else can. He ran a four, three and he's huge, right? He doesn't need to be polished yet. Like he left the game with a tweet foot or whatever at some point. Like he's far from a complete player, far, far, far from a complete player. And still, you just gave Aaron Rodgers a shred of a wide receiver that could get open and, and use physical traits to beat one-on-one coverage. And look at what Rodgers did with it yesterday. And I don't think it was Rodgers' finest game just from a execution standpoint, a throwings to accuracy. That was all great. I thought his leadership, the body language, for the most part, he was fired up. He was running around. He looked into it. 
I was happy. I could feel it through the TV that he was happy too. Uh, and Christian Watson after the game said, I feel the love, feel the happiness, feeling the support from Matt LaFleur and from Aaron Rodgers. Well, Anna and uh, Matt both said early, I mean, we're, we're going to come back to you. And I mean, obviously, you know, that that hit me at home. Uh, obviously, you know, I knew I know that those are plays I can make. Those are plays that, you know, I make every day in practice and just something I know I'm capable of. So obviously, you know, just ha- having that to fall back on is knowing, you know, I'm still in it. Uh, we're still good. They still got faith in me. The vibes are just so much better. Just one win. Rodgers was correct. I think after the Washington game, I don't remember specifically which game. He said, if we could just get one of these, everything changes. I don't know if everything changes. I don't know if it vaults them into Super Bowl contention. But one win does so much for the vibes and the energy around the building and body language on the field and the connections between the guys and the coaches. It just it makes a world of difference. Aaron Rodgers also talked about his offensive line, and all of the other facets of the offense that seemingly played better this week. For the most part, protection was really solid uh, with a good front. But running the football, we ran it really, really effectively, and that set up uh, all those things. And we'd kind of been setting that up, that play up for a while uh, throughout the game, and it hadn't been there, hadn't been there, hadn't been there. And then Alan and I kind of had a conversation on the sideline and felt like if we came back to that play, we had a chance to be there, and he's pretty proficient at that route. It's cool that Alan Lazard had his moment after being basically a non-factor all game. Aaron Rodgers from a clean pocket yesterday, 11 of 16 for 207 yards, three touchdowns, and a passer rating of 151. It's really good. Aaron Rodgers off play action, 9 of 11 for 148 yards, two touchdowns, a perfect 158.3 passer rating. Aaron Rodgers ran the ball, allowed the running game to cook, control the clock, dictate the game, emphasized and used the speed of Christian Watson. And then when he had an opportunity to throw from a clean pocket or throw off play action, he was unbelievable. That's what we've been looking for. Let's talk to David, 608-796-2558. What's up, David? Well, people accuse me of being, you know, a a lover of Aaron Rodgers, but I can't hold a candle to you today. (laughs) Well, he played well. He played, see, here's the thing. This fan base, and, and it's media's fault. Well, you, there's Rodgers haters, and there's Rodgers. No, 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 no. I call balls and strikes, David, right? I If he plays great, I say he plays great, and we talk about it. If he plays poorly, then we talk oh. about it, right? There's nothing personal here. Oh, you're, you're the rational guy. I knew we had one somewhere. Sometimes I'm rational. Not all the time. So I just want to say that first pass that Watson caught, the mm-hmm. long one. Mm-hmm. He couldn't, he couldn't drop it. The ball just <laughs> dropped into his hands in such a way. It wasn't even in his hands. It was sort of in his elbow. Yeah, it landed yeah. right in his elbow and just wedged in there. I, I'm with you. Right? I don't even know that it was a great catch. It was such a good throw that he almost couldn't drop it. I know. And, and really, that's, when Rodgers is gone, that's what we will miss is absolute precision. The second and third touchdowns were couldn't have been thrown better. Mm-hmm. You know, he leads them another foot. It could be an overthrow. Well, and he, he could have he could have had another one, and I don't remember how all the drives shook out. But he threw a great bomb to Watson down the sideline, and he said, "I think Watson lost it in the lights." That was a great ball too. Well, actually, I thought the announcers called it right. They said, "You don't look back at the quarterback; mm-hmm. you look up into the sky." to catch those. I'd never heard that before, but it makes so much sense. There's no point looking back at the quarterback. The ball's up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, just one other, and I, I guess I haven't listened to all the shows, 
but I will say that Alexander makes the defense. You know, he he shuts down his guy, and that helps everybody else out. And he doesn't only shut down the guys on the passes. He comes up and makes quick tackles. He is there if they try to throw it in the flat. I, I just think we're we're really lucky to have that kind of a cornerback. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know that we can stop the run. I especially don't know if we can stop the run against a team like Tennessee. But, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not looking to the playoffs or the Super Bowl. You know, at this point, bring out the old video of the guy who goes, Playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> what are you talking about? We're one game at a time. I do think, and I know we're not. I don't want to talk about the future too much. I just want to enjoy this win today, and we can talk about what comes next tomorrow. But early vibes, David. I feel great about Thursday night because I think the Packers. I like that they don't have a long time to wait. Just get back on the field on Thursday. Nobody really got banged up in this game, so they don't have to worry about that. Just take these good vibes from yesterday. Get right back on the field on Thursday and hope that it carries over. I think it actually works out pretty well, the schedule of this week. And did you mention Lambeau Field? That's where it is. Mm-hmm. That's a little helpful mm-hmm. on a Thursday night game. So last week or maybe it was two weeks ago, we were talking about 2020 hindsight and what you wish the Packers had done. And I came up with one that nobody's ever really talked about, but hiring Andy Reid. Wait. They could have hired Andy Reid. When he left Philly, you mean? When he left Philly? Well, I don't know when. I mean, at some point, they certainly could have hired Andy Reid. He was with the Packers. Interesting. He had been with the Packers under, what was it, under Holmgren? Yeah, that that assistant. Pretty sure. You know, we talk about, David, we talk about the the assistant staff on Shanahan's staff in Washington. Um, We don't talk about the the original all-star support staff, which was Gruden, and Reed and well Peterson was there, but he was there as a player. That staff under Holmgren was unbelievable. Yeah, real a long list of people, but just watching Andy Reed's team play, the guy is just he is the offensive genius. And he's had great players. Yeah. But you can just see the way he structures plays. So if I'm Going back 2020 hindsight, interesting things that the Packers could have done differently. That's one of my top ones is hire Andy Reid. Well, I appreciate you thinking about that, pondering it, and bringing me a nice answer, David. I got to take one last break this hour, but it was nice to chat and chat about a win. Thank you for the call. Always good talking to you. Bye-bye. Yeah, you as well. That's our guy, David. Bye-bye. 608-796-2558. Let's take a break. Come back. Put some finishing touches on the first hour of the show. In the second hour, just a tease, coming up in a bit, Vikings-Bills, game of the week, game of the year, possibly. And I think it has large implications for both teams involved, and I want to talk about both the Bills, who we saw two weeks ago as Packers fans, and about the Vikings, who we know a ton about as a rival team in the division, obviously. I want to talk more about Aaron Rodgers, because we got to sing his praises today. And also, maybe towards the end of the show, what this game means, maybe, and what it changes for the outlook, at least for the next week or two. I don't want to look too far ahead. I want to enjoy this win, but we got to talk about it a little. Wisco Sports Show, back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Thank you for being here. Thank you, David. Thank you, Hector. The short-lived call with Hector, but a nice call nonetheless. Thank you, Wisco Chad. Thank you to everybody who's called and texted. 608-796-2558. I told David that I am not a Rodgers hater or a Rodgers supporter. I, I call balls and strikes. All right? I, if he plays great, we talk about how he plays great. If he played poorly, we talk about how he played poorly. I, I have no personal vendettas here. I said I called balls and strikes. Pete and Chippewa texted and says, you call balls and strikes like Angel Hernandez. Well, hey, Angel Hernandez is a very high-level umpire. It's like that uh, Jack Sparrow quote where the whoever it is, the guy in the with the gray hair is like, you're the worst pirate I've ever heard of. And Jack Sparrow goes, but you have heard of me. Angel Hernandez does umpire in the major leagues, I believe, Pete and Chippewa. So lest we forget about that. Hector issued a statement about his dropped phone connection. He said, I must have dropped the call. My bad. I was saying they don't need to map anything out. They won now. Now you have to try and replicate it. Having Savage at corner was clutch. Let the guy who filled in stay because he earned it. This game is like a tum. It's not going to stop the heartburn forever, but for now we feel good. Can we? Let's end the show now. I think that's the, this game is like a tum. An antacid, if you will. A little chalky, but we got through it, and man, does it feel good. Now you can, we can eat another tum on Thursday. I don't think that'll exceed the the recommended dosage. I, we could keep doing this. I'm with you, Hector. I don't know that it means anything in the long scheme, in the, the, the grand scheme of things, the long term, whatever. I'm struggling to speak today. I don't know that it means anything, you know, six weeks from now, seven weeks from now. But for Thursday, what it means is, okay, well, if you replicate that game plan again, it's probably the best way to go about your business. Got a couple of more texts here. We'll get to those, including both Chad's chiming in within a minute. That's a little freaky, actually. So we'll talk about that. Uh, I can see that my music is not working, so I'm going to hum us out uh, to break. We'll talk more Packers, more Aaron Rodgers coming up in a couple of minutes after this update, and now I will hum. Packers win. Aaron Rodgers was teetering. They had lost five in a row. He had thrown three interceptions, obviously, at Detroit. Yet I told you all week long, he's still Aaron Bleepin Rodgers. He has destroyed Dallas, and he has late-game Dallas, and he has clutched up against Dallas again and again and again. There's something about him. He loves to beat the Dallas Cowboys. He loves to stick it to America's team. He, he is my Dracula because he just sucks the life out of my team. Every time you think he's dead, every time you have a chance to drive stake through hard, you better or he'll come back and get you. That was a chance for guys to that's yeah, not our season. Three and seven what we're doing the off season not going to be our year. I just had a feeling all week we're going to win this game. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I tweeted about this, I think this morning. I almost tweeted about it yesterday, but I was driving. I don't like to tweet and drive. It's not safe. Texting, driving, tweeting, driving, much of the same. I was driving out to West Salem uh, to go to a Packer party I got invited to. I know I got invited to a party. No big deal. Out in the country a little bit, which I live downtown. I work downtown. I never really go out into the country. So yesterday I took a you know 20-minute drive out into the country. Blaze orange hanging everywhere. Every clothesline had a blaze orange jumpsuit on it. Every porch 
had had clothes and boots strewn across it, right? We're getting the house sent off the hunting clothes. And that's what I did growing up. Well, actually, and my dad is listening, as he sometimes does. He'll know this, too. We never hung it outside. We would get a big garbage bag of leaves and throw the clothes in there. Nice leaf scent. And I was driving yesterday, and I'm seeing all the hunting clothes hanging outside because it's that time of year. And I'm thinking, you know, I I love that all these hunters are going to such lengths to conceal the smell of their clothing. However, I I think it's probably all the bush lights that hunters eat. And then, you know, if you take a liverwurst or a brown swagger sandwich out into the wood, like the deer are going to smell that. Like if if you're crushing bush lights and marb reds, at lunchtime and you're sitting on the tailgate and then you're drinking a beer in the deer stand. The, the deer are going to smell the beer. It's nice that we put our clothes outside, but I, is, is it worth it? I don't know. We should get a, we should get a hunting guest on this week just for fun. Just for, just for S's and G's. But I, I got to kick driving out into the country, which I never do. And I'm like, oh yeah, all the hunting clothes hanging outside. Because I grew up out in the country. You'd see that all the time. But I never get outside of downtown anymore. I got a kick out of that. So hunters, Hoping for some nice cold hunting weather. Hunting when it's 60 sucks. That doesn't mean it needs to be 5 degrees on opening morning, but 28. That's that's good stuff. That's the sweet spot. This is the Wisco Sports Show. You're home for deer hunting talk, shipwreck talk, and today, talk about a Packers win because they beat the Cowboys and they finally won a game for the first time in over a month. The Brewers up until yesterday had won more recently than the Packers had, which I know everyone says and keeps talking about, but I'll repeat it because that's insane. That's absolutely insane to me. So we're celebrating Aaron Rodgers, who I think played by far his best game of the year. He made some incredible throws. He made some great throws that wide receivers dropped or misread. As we were talking about, I was talking with Chad, I think, that throw down the near side boundary that went to Watson. And he's, you know, looking up into the lights and couldn't find it. And that looked like a perfect throw, too. If Watson had just kept running, I think it would have landed right in his lap. So Rodgers played well, and I think he played even better than some of the numbers would indicate, and the numbers are really good. You need to look a little deeper for some of the plays at passer rating and things because he didn't throw for a million yards. He only attempted 20 passes, but he really made the passes count, and that's what we've been talking about for the last two weeks. Your foundation is the running game. Everything you do flows through that. You do that to set up play action and to take strategic deep shots down the field high percentage plays that you have confidence in, right? And the deep shots they took yesterday, the plays down the field, almost all of them worked because they were strategic, they were handpicked, and they were executed really, really, really well. Aaron Rodgers deserves a ton of credit for that. And Christian Watson. I also think Aaron Rodgers, from a leadership perspective, was really, really, really good. I thought it was awesome, right? And and maybe, as Rodgers said after the game, he's like, well, we had a ton of plays in the book for Watson. I didn't really have any other choice but to go to him. But, hey, I'll take it. You know what I mean? If you're building a connection with a young wide receiver, I really don't care how it happens. 608-796-2558 if you want to call and text the show. Duck and Holman sent me a message on Twitter. He said, deer are afraid of people smell. Anything else they are inquisitive of, even smoking. Nice point about the leaves in the bag. I do it with my bow hunting stuff. Interesting. So it's the people-specific smell? Marbreds and bush light? Deer aren't bothered by that? Interesting. I didn't think about that. Come on. It's still hilarious. You know what I mean? It's still really funny. Two weeks before hunting season, guys are like, honey, I got to hang my clothes outside. Get get rid of the hunting smell. And then we're eating ho-hos and drinking bush lights in the tree stand thinking we're sneaky. But 
If duck and that seems to that seems to check out, that seems to make sense. Deer are inquisitive smellers unless it's human smell. Okay, get behind that. Zach in Eau Claire says, did you listen to the first couple minutes of Aaron Rodgers postgame presser from yesterday? Was I the only one that almost spit out my Miller light because he was just kind of a little bit too much of a, a D word? Would it kill the guy to be nice after instead of nitpick? I mean, what was he nitpicking about? The end of the fourth quarter? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, look, the end of the fourth quarter, the end of regulation was bad. When the Packers had the ball with one timeout in a minute and a half, it wasn't as bad as most people are saying. The Packers did the correct thing in running the clock down a little bit because they had more time than they needed, right? It's a tie game. You don't need a minute 45 seconds. You really only need about 40 seconds. And if the Packers go three and out, you don't want to punt the ball away with a minute 20 left on the clock. You want to punt it away with, you know, 30 seconds left at the most. The Packers let a little bit too much time run off the clock on second down. And the most frustrating part they didn't really have a good play call on second and third down. I don't know if they were looking ahead. I don't know if they're thinking ahead, but like Rodgers ended up throwing it out of bounds on third down and Rodgers was talking to LaFleur. He's like, we have to effing run it out. And I don't know if that meant run the ball or if that meant run a play that would ensure that the clock kept running. Either way, I think LaFleur got a little lost in that sequence. <laughs> what was funny to me, and again, this is sometimes where I can maybe be a little bit more critical of Rodgers than others and I, I will admit that, is Rodgers and his presser is like, those were terrible play calls. It's like, well, don't you audible at the line all the time? <laughs> like, you have so much agency in this offense. Why didn't you step in if you hated it so much? And Aaron Rodgers is brilliant. He's been in so many two-minute drills. Matt LaFleur probably saw this. as like, oh, now you listen to my play calls? N now when I have a really bad sequence, now you go by the book? Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um... The, the press conference, the comments about LaFleur, we haven't touched on these yet, Zach, so I guess this is as good a time as any. He he was pretty pissed, it seemed. I don't know if it was Wildey or whoever it was asked him about, you know, those comments to Matt LaFleur and, and what he was upset about. And Aaron Rodgers basically said all of the play calls. Like, pretty, not upset, but very serious. Like, there was no half-hearted smile. There was no laugh. You know, it wasn't to be funny. He's like, no, all those play calls sucked. Funny thing is Aaron Rodgers changes calls at the line all the time. So if I'm Matt LaFleur, it's like, okay, so you had an issue with my play call. Change it. Now is the one time in the entire history of you playing quarterback under me that you're going to go by the book and then you're going to blame me for it? Luckily, it worked out, but that was less than ideal. Again, they ran off a lot of clock. They should have ran off clock, maybe a little bit less than they did, and then you pick up that third down and then you go. Right, that's how you do it on that opening three-play uh, moment, or I guess series. When you get the ball, you want to run the clock enough to where if you don't pick up that first down, you're not punting the ball away with a minute and a half. And the Packers did a good job of that, but then they didn't pick up the third down, and it didn't really seem like there was a clear, communicated plan, which is frustrating because they basically just came off the sideline. They had time to discuss what they were going to do and how they were going to handle it. Very frustrating. Luckily, it was a win, Zach and we don't have to talk about it. Um, I thought Aaron Rodgers, for the most part, was was perfect yesterday. I thought it was his best game as a player. I, I thought his play was great, and I thought his leadership and, and the way he spoke uh, and just behaved on the field, his body language, the vibes, I thought it was all great. After the game, he's talking about the offensive line and how they did a good job, and Allen working with him on the sideline to come up with that big play in overtime to put them into field goal range and let Mason Crosby bang through the game winner. Or as uh, Skip Bayless would say... <laughs> Mason Crossbar. 
I had to watch Undisputed this morning. I was at the YMCA, and FS1 is always on one of the TVs. And normally I listen to a podcast or whatever, and I just, out of the corner of my eye, I'll pay attention to what's on the screen. And I saw Undisputed was starting. I was like, oh, wait, Cow- Packers beat the Cowboys. Bayless is going to be awesome. And he won- it was so entertaining. I saved a little bit of the audio. Aaron Rodgers was teetering. They had lost five in a row. He had thrown three interceptions, obviously, at Detroit. Yet I told you all week long, he's still Aaron Fleepin' Rodgers. He has destroyed Dallas, and he is late-game Dallas, and he is clutched up against Dallas again and again and again. There's something about him. He loves to beat the Dallas Cowboys. He loves to stick it to America's team. He, he is my Dracula because he just sucks the life out of my team. Every time you think he's dead, every time you have a chance to drive stake through heart, you better or he'll come back and get you. I love Skip Bales. He's so funny. As soon as you just realize that this is all entertainment and it's just ranting to rant and it's, oh, it's awesome. Skip Bayless is entertaining as they come. It's incredible. Love that guy. Especially when the Cowboys win or lose because he gets <laughs> he gets so, so into it. But yeah, getting away from Skip Bayless. Aaron Rodgers, best game of the year. Not even close. Best throws. The best just execution. The way he came in, operated a game plan, stuck to that game plan, even down 14 points, and then rallied the troops and kept everyone in it. So the team didn't fold down 14 because the Packers are the type of team that folds when things get tough. We've talked about that plenty. They could have folded yesterday, and Aaron Rodgers said so in his postgame presser. Would have been a game where guys said, ah, we're basically done. We're about to be 3-7. and What are we going to do in the offseason? Guys didn't. And I think you give Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit for that, for leading that comeback, for rallying the troops, for getting Christian Watson back into the game after a couple early drops. It's good stuff. Brett and lacrosse is here. Brett, it's been a while. I was hoping to talk to you today after a win. 608 Seven nine six two five five eight. What's up, Brett? What's up, man? I'm just happy to not talk about a loss today. Too many losses in a yeah, row. Starting to go nuts. Well, it's nice. I I don't really know what to do with my hands. I don't, what do I do with my hands? What What do we do? I, it was definitely a weird feeling after the game. Part of me kind of wanted to see McCarthy. I would have been happy for McCarthy, and I was a little bummed that he came up on the short end of things. But he's a big boy. He's an NFL head coach. Yeah. His team's good. He'll be okay. Yeah, he'll be fine. I, I've I've been saying uh, since last night's win uh, that the pack is back because of Mike Mack, <laughs> Mike McCarthy. Because that's that's what they used to say down at uh well everywhere, but uh, that was the theme one year uh, at Glory Days. Are you so, gonna, are you going to yeah. buy that bar? By the way, no, it's already bought oh, by people bought in it. Iowa who don't have their own professional football team. Uh, well, as long as it stays Glory you know. Days, okay. Uh, but no, I was watching big Mike Mac. I like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's the reason that we even had a chance by going for it, uh, on fourth and four in overtime. Uh Idiot. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you're, you're damned if you do. He was about to kick a 50 yard field goal in the cold at Lambeau. They were running the ball. I just would have given it to Tony Pollard two times on third and fourth down. I I don't know. I have no problem with him going for it. I mean, it it was what it was. Uh, I was watching it while I was at work last night. Uh, my my side job of, of slinging liquor at the new Hy-Vee. We had a huge TV in there that we always turn on sports. Nice. So it was uh, it was nice when we were down. We got down fourteen there in the third quarter, and I was like, "All right, well, it's time to walk around and start, you know, facing the store and stuff like that." And then. I saw a score. I'm like, okay, hold on. I got to stand here and watch. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I mean, the, the store was dead because it was during the Packers game. So Even down 14. When was the last time the Packers came back from 14 down? Uh, I would say uh, when, I don't know, Rodgers was knocked out and we were down 21 to the Bears at halftime. Yeah, maybe, man. it's It's been a while since they've mounted a big comeback like this. I think the Cowboys, I, we saw it on TV and I saw it a couple spots on Twitter. What were they, 195-0? and 0? Uh, yeah, coming into the fourth quarter with a 14 plus point lead. That's just bananas. That's so nuts. Yeah. And if anybody's going to break it, it's going to be the team that's just been awful for the last six games. Yeah. Cause that's how sports. So, are. but I, I just, it's good to see that Watson caught three. Yeah. Uh, but I could tell you that there was way more than three that were right in his old bread basket. So, I mean, it, it, three to five, is okay, but we could have been up a lot earlier had Butterfingers been around. He is and uh, practicing. He had one. He had one over the shoulder that could have been another touchdown, and then a couple. But that third down that he dug out towards the end of the game that might have been his best catch of all. At least that's what Rogers said after the game, and I think I agree. Yeah. Well, that's because he's got very few catches to actually look at. So <laughs> Some of course, that's his size. best one. Yeah, that. That does help. Oh, what's your favorite yeah. Packers win of the season so far? Speaking of small sample this sizes. One. Yeah, yesterday. There's not that many to pick yeah. from. And I was really, really disappointed in the Bills. I, for me, it's, like, just, it's, just, it's mostly Josh put, Allen. Put, put the Queens away. I don't get just anything but fumble. Yeah. Take a safety and you're still up. Yeah, it is. Uh, it just. It was insane. And I'm going to talk about that game coming up here in about a half hour. Brett, it was nice to hear from you. I appreciate it. Hopefully we can talk about a win again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Good talking to you, Grant. You as well. It's our guy, Brett Lacrosse. Yeah, we're going to talk about Vikings Bills coming up in a bit, so stick around. That's going to be just riveting analysis. I promise. Christian Watson, as Brett brought up, I think his best catch was that third down where he's coming across and he dug it out. And Rodgers talked about that, and I have that comment somewhere here. Here's the comment. Well, we had a lot of plays designed for him, so I don't think there was any other option. Um, I think that catch probably on the atomic level shifted uh, a lot of different things. Graham exercising some energetic demons. Proud of him. He made some plays. I mean, his best catch of the night was that low throw on the backed up drive, probably on third and two. That was his best catch. Third down, high stakes. And he had a drop on third down earlier in the game, too, just right off his hands. Maybe he's... we see this with rookies. Devontae Adams is the same way. He'd make the impossible catches and then drop the easy ones. I think James Jones had that streak in him, too. I, I don't know. Maybe the ball's down at his feet. It just dials him in on another level and makes him focus. I don't know. I'm not a wide receivers coach. I'd love to talk about that with someone who coaches wide receivers or works with wide receivers. What is it when guys can make the hard catches, but they can't make the easy ones? And, and what kind of, like, mental what's the word I'm looking for? Effect is at play. Like uh, like the Dunning-Kruger effect. Like, is there an effect for this? Is there a, a syndrome? Not a syndrome. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to do some Googling over this commercial break, try to word this better on the other side. Let's take a break, come back, talk a little bit more about Christian Watson and hear from a couple of players on what this win means and how great it felt and what they're going to carry with them moving forward. And then I do want to talk about Vikings and Bills for a couple minutes. We'll do that at 5.30. Wisco Sports Show, back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Glad you're here. Bucks play tonight. Monday Night Football tonight between the teams, the teams that are on the schedule. The 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 home team will host the it's the yep, Eagles Commanders. I totally just didn't need to Google that. Eagles Commanders. Wow, wow. How could I forget? Might be better than Bills Vikings, Packers Cowboys, Eagles. Damn it! I miss Joe Buck on Fox. I miss America's booth in America's game of the week. But I'll watch tonight. Just out of respect for America's booth, Bucks host the Hawks. Giannis is back. They might uh, they might look to exact a little revenge on this team, the team that handed them their first loss last week. And I think on Friday night, resting against the Spurs, and they're thinking, God, we are going to slap the behind of Atlanta on Monday night as they rested a lot of guys. So that's my hope for tonight. Bucks and Monday night football should be a fun combo. Talk about the Packers for a couple more minutes here, and we should. They won yesterday. It's like a solar eclipse we have going on here. 31 to 28 in overtime. You know this, but again, sometimes it's just nice. Refresh myself, read the score. They won in overtime after the Cowboys won the toss. Shout out to Joe Barry's unit for getting a stop. Jair Alexander making some tough stops. And Aaron Rodgers, if I am going to blame Aaron Rodgers for the team folding when things go poorly, I think you also need to give Aaron Rodgers a ton of credit for when the team mounts a 14-point comeback in the fourth quarter, right? That has to start somewhere. And if we think the bad vibes can sometimes start with Aaron Rodgers, then we need to give him credit for when the team has a lot of good vibes. And they had a lot of good vibes yesterday. The defense digging deep, the offense making it happen, and then getting a stop in overtime and making it happen. I just give Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit for yesterday. I thought he played the perfect game script and executed within that game script as good as you could have hoped. Right, Hit a couple of deep shots, really good in play action, really good in a clean pocket. And also running around and making it happen with his legs only when he needed to. That's perfect. That's what we're looking for. And when you add in Christian Watson to that mix, who's healthy and can get open, makes the team more dangerous than they would be without a player with 4-3 speed. So you hope they build on that and they continue to raise the ceiling of their offense little by little by little over the next coming weeks. Titans on Thursday night. Quick turnaround at Lambeau. 608-796-2558. Cornucopia Roller. What's up, Corn? How are you today? Hey, Grant. Doing great after a Packer win. I think, you know, I could be out here pulling receipts on all these people that are saying bench Rodgers, start Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm going to be the bigger man and, and not do any of that. Um, where where are you in terms of this whole season? Do you think they have a chance um, or do you think the season's still kind of done? Well, let's just start with Thursday night. They're beating the Titans. Right. Do you agree with me there? I think they have some amazing vibes from yesterday. The team has like confidence for the first time in forever. And I actually think it might be an advantage of the Packers that they turn around and play right away on Thursday night. So starting there, I think they're going to beat the Titans. Then they're five and six. And then it's all the marbles against the Eagles to get back to 500. There's a reasonable path there. We'll see. I don't think so. They're coming off the mini buy. You don't think they'll beat the Titans? Let's start there. What do you think about the Titans game? I think the Titans play a lot of, you know, very physical brand of football, yep. which really hasn't worked for the Packers to go against. <laughs> and Vrabel and LaFleur used to be on the same staff, oh, and geez. we've seen LaFleur just cannot beat coaches he's coached with previously. So I really – I don't want to take the wind out of anybody's sails, but, you know, Thursday, I don't, I don't feel great about it. Well, that's a bummer. 
I feel very I feel very good about Thursday. And here's the thing. If they can win Thursday, then they have 10 days rest to play the Eagles, who I think will win tonight. I don't know about next week, but I personally would love if the Eagles were undefeated going into that Packers game, because then that means they're due. The Eagles aren't going undefeated. The Eagles are good. They're not. They're not. They're not that. They're not that team. So I don't know. We'll we'll have to start on Thursday. I don't know what it means big picture, but I think Aaron Rodgers in the presser corn saying we're a running team. We're really good at this. Then we use play action. Like I heard from Aaron Rodgers' mouth exactly what so many fans have been looking for the last couple of weeks. I think that just by itself is a huge step in the right direction. Right, and I'm not saying that the season's shot by any means, but. Um, there was definitely a lot of positives to take away from yesterday. Uh, definitely Christian Watson kind of breaking out. Yes. Uh, I don't get the Randy Moss comparisons quite yet that I've been seeing. And, um, but you know, positive signs of development for him for sure. And I, I'm getting sick of these people on Twitter that are, you know, really like stepping on gravestones of all the people that counted Christian Watson out. Like, nobody wanted this guy to be a bust. But, and nobody I mean, and I'll, I'll, I'll definitely deserves some criticism. No one said he was a bust. He's a rookie. I think all of the Christian Watson criticism was, hey, Brian Gutekinds, you put all of your eggs in this one basket, and that's just not a very smart basket. I, no one was calling him a bust. I think people were just pissed because there was nobody really else on this team, and he was hurt. And when he's played, he's had drops. He hasn't been able to stay out there. So nobody's saying he's a bust, but people have been right to be frustrated with him up until this point. Absolutely. I, we just live in a time where you say one thing, it's out there forever, and then anything that happens that goes against what you put out, just people will just bury you for it. So I just think there's there's it's, this. It's just the way the world's working these the, days. Yeah, that's facts about that. I, I think there's this weird, sick thing in Packers fandom where when a player does something good, the first reaction of some fans is like, oh, and all you said he sucked. Oh, well, calm down. Like, maybe he has sucked up until this point, you know? Like, we're always just looking to it's it's real life Twitter essentially is what it is. We're all looking to expose people who had takes, you know, weeks ago or years ago or create takes that people never had. It's it's something very weird that this fan base does. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of like fan fiction is what yes. me and my buddies call it yes. in the Packer fandom where they're making up all these storylines and then going against them and it's it's you know a bunch of at the end of the day, theater kids watching this team and creating their own story. <laughs> theater kids. I do like fan fiction. Look, with the Jordan Love thing, I, I think the people who called for Rodgers benching are, are more like, well, this team's not going anywhere, so you see Jordan Love at some point. I don't think this team is going to the playoffs. I personally am kind of excited at the idea of maybe having some nice draft picks this year, but you can't lose out, right? The team will crumble Guys will get mad at each other. Like, you do need to mix wins throughout even a bad season, even when you want to get good draft picks. And I think yesterday, just for the vibes and for everyone's sanity, is really important. Even if you don't think this team is a contender, which I don't really think so at this point. No, no. But, you know, we'll see for Thursday. I'm not overly optimistic, but I, I definitely could see him pulling off a win, obviously. Um, I... We'll just see if LaFleur can get some revenge on Vrabel. Yeah, well, he's already sleeping just at the office. complete opposite. The complete opposite of coaches. Yeah, they are. You see LaFleur slept at the office last night after the game? No, go figure. <laughs> he got a head start on Phil. I'll, I'm going to find the quote. I'm going to retweet it. But yeah, he said, I already started preparations. I slept in, in my office last night. He's got a couch in there, I guess. I, I don't like that. You know, work work smarter, not harder. Yeah, no yeah, coach yeah. needs to be breaking down film for 12 hours. Like in college, know? my favorite thing to do is go to the library the night before an exam, 
study for 15 minutes and then tell myself, you know what? You're, you're better off going home and getting a good night of sleep than you are sitting here trying to cram. That's one of my favorite things to do. Or, you know, what I did was, you know, you got an exam coming up in a week. You budget three hours a night to study. Shut up. Leading up to that exam. You were one of the people that actually did that. Everyone wants to do that, but no, I didn't think it, people actually did that. You did that? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was an engineering major, so definitely these exams were not the easiest. Yeah. I'm like, I you know, those, those those radio broadcasting majors. Yeah, my radio. The difference between AM and FM, that was a, that was a hell of a unit. That was an especially large <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> What's what's the unit conversion on those frequency waves? Yeah, I don't know. Crap like that. All right, Corn, I'm going to let you go. We're going to talk Vikings. But do you have a statement on the Vikings or the Bills before I let you go? Because that's what we're doing next. Vikings are legit. And Kirk Cousins, I don't know if he's him, but <laughs> he's the him of all system quarterbacks. He is the best system quarterback that probably has ever walked this earth. I love that. Well, he certainly makes a lot of money. All right, Corn, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Next grant, but cornucopia roller on Twitter. Give him a follow. And as always, I think I said this last week. We're building a nice show community on Twitter with lots of tweeters and texters and callers. If you're on Twitter and you can't find other listeners, DM me at Wisco Grant because I'll send you the handle. So I want everyone to get connected. You know, at least before this app starts on fire and uh, ceases to work. Let's take a break. I want to talk Vikings Bills, probably the game of the week, maybe the game of the year. That's coming up next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills talking about a Packers win tonight for the first time in six weeks, five weeks. Lost five in a row. And that's why, just a sneak peek on what's coming tomorrow, I think the Packers could beat the Titans. But there's not a lot of contending teams that lose five games in a row. A lot of Super Bowl teams have a stretch where they lose two, maybe three in a row. And you look back and you're like, that's where it all turned. They figured it out after that little losing streak. You know, in 2010, Packers lost back-to-back games, Dolphins and the R-Words at the time. In overtime, you're like, man, how are they ever going to bounce back? Well, that's two losses in a row. Five is a little different, and their schedule does get more difficult. I think they can beat the Titans on Thursday, but we'll look more big picture tomorrow and as the week goes along. Today, I just want to talk about a win and talk about some really fun games yesterday. The Vikings and the Bills was outstanding. Lions-Bears, for all of the six people that watched that game, was was really entertaining. It's funny. Packers get one game above the Bears in the standings. We're talking trash. Imagine being three and seven. Can you imagine? Couldn't be me. Couldn't be my team. Three and seven. God, no. I tweeted today. It's like, man, the Packers get to four and six, and all of a sudden, Packers fans start talking smack about the Bears, who are one game worse. Both teams stink. Four and six, three and seven. What's the difference? Well, the difference is one game. That game means a lot to us. But Bears-Lions was awesome yesterday. Cardinals might be better without Kyler Murray. Huh? Jeff Saturday beating the Raiders. The Raiders stink. McDaniels is not a good coach. If he is, we have yet to see it. And I watched Derek Carr in the press conferences. And I'm not opposed to a grown man crying. I have no problem with that. None. But I I just, I've never, never got Derek Carr. Never passed my eye test. Never once. And I watch videos and I'm like, hmm. 
Devontae Adams, that's who you want to go play with him? That's who you want to go? Okay. All right. Hey, I'm not judging. I just, I'm checking. He's the guy? Okay. Okay. Sure. Yep. Have fun out there. Have a good time. Lost to Jeff Saturday. He's never been a coach at any level in college or the pros. Nice job, McDaniels and the Raiders. Really, really good stuff there. Feel for their fans. I don't care. I'm lying. I don't care. Russell Wilson lost. That's really funny. Lost to the Titans. He stinks. So do the Broncos. It's hilarious. Anybody, anybody, anybody who tried to tell me before the year that the Broncos were a Super Bowl contender, mm -mm. and anybody who's on radio or TV and seriously predicted the Raiders to win the AFC West, do not listen to them anymore. Do, do not, do not, do not. That, that is the take of, of someone with a, an unsound mind, someone who is not well. I think Rich Eisen was one of them. I remember seeing before the year, it's like, really, Rich? Of all the takes in the world, Chargers I would have understood. Broncos I... No, no, never mind. I would have understood Chargers to win the AFC West or the Chiefs, obviously. Anyone who's like, hey, I think everybody's got it wrong. The Raiders are going to win. Derek Carr and the Raiders with a with a second-time head coach. The first time went terribly. The almost second time he left the team after they had made the announcement. Like, no, no. We need ramifications for those that picked the Raiders. We need to hold those people to account. Kyle Shanahan last night, a, a tale as old as time. It's American as apple pie and ice cream and baseball. It's Kyle Shanahan kicking field goals from the two-yard line. Imagine being the best offensive mind in the league with all the weapons at his disposal and just kicking field goals from the two-yard line. What a, oh, what a beta. Great day of football yesterday, and I think the highlight was the noon game, Vikings-Bills. It was tremendous. I want to talk about both of these teams, and I want to start with the Bills. I think the Packers game was the first step down a bad path for the Bills. Now, there's a great chance the Bills turn out fine. And they go on and they win some playoff games and they contend. And who knows? Maybe they even win a Super Bowl. But I think it's equally as likely, and I think you'll agree, Packers fans, because we have some experience in this. I think equally as likely as that Packers game two weeks ago is recalled weekly by Bills fans and all the time on Sports Talk Radio as a sliding door moment, as the moment where things kind of felt off and never felt right again. The Bills really play poorly in the second half against the Packers, don't dominate that game the way that they should. Then they lose to the Jets, and then they lose to the Vikings at home yesterday. And it's not just that they lost. Losing to the Vikings, the Vikings are a good team, but losing the way that they lost, they won that game three or four different times. And Josh Allen kept handing it back. The Bills' defense kept handing it back. Like, that is not a game that the Vikings should have won. They shouldn't have won that game. But the Bills kept giving it away, and it's just... One more step down this path that ever since the Packers game, the Bills haven't really looked the same. And we've experienced this with Packers teams. In a year where we expect the Packers to contend and try to win a Super Bowl, and towards the end of the year where it just doesn't really feel right and it never really came together, we always look back and say, ah, I remember this game where we got some red flags and they never really were the same. Last year was towards the end of the year. Remember the Cleveland game on Christmas? They 100% should have lost to Baker Mayfield at home. Didn't look good. And then they lose to the Ravens the next week. Didn't look good. And then they lose to the Lions the final week of the season. And that's different because, you know, not all their starters played. But it never really felt the same after that Christmas game versus the Browns. And I know the Vikings game was in there, but the Vikings were starting Sean Mannion, I think. 
who the heck was the backup they played? It wasn't Kellen Mond. I remember that was a whole thing with Zimmer. That feels so long ago. I just feel like Bills fans, when this season is all said and done, might look back as the Packers game as the first moment where they thought, hmm, maybe this isn't working. Maybe, maybe something's up here. Josh Allen has got to stop throwing interceptions in the red zone. He gave away 13 points at least yesterday. Just terrible. Now, the Vikings, the 2022 Minnesota Vikings are the 2019 Packers. Matt LaFleur's first season in Green Bay when they went 13-3. and They're better than 80% of the teams in the league, but not by much. They get a little lucky in one-score games. They hold on in a lot of games. The 2019 Packers were not on the level of the elite teams. And I do feel the same way about the Vikings. I understand they won in Buffalo yesterday. I think that loss was a lot more about Josh Allen. Just like, did his brain turn off? Like what, what happened? And then that throw to Jefferson, that Jefferson catch was unbelievable. I think the Bills defensive back helped him catch it. Dude, knock it down. It's fourth and 15. It's a Hail Mary. It's not a live ball. Knock it down. Don't intercept it. And then on the goal line, what are you doing? Just fall forward. You're 6'5". You're built like a Mack truck fumbling the snap. And then the announcers are saying, oh, you should have taken a safety. They absolutely should not have taken a safety. What are you talking about, Fox announcer crew, of which I don't remember who it was? Take a safety. There's over a minute left. Take a safety. What are you talking about? Yesterday's game was a lot more about the Bills melting down. I still don't believe the Vikings to be on the same level as some of these elite teams, but maybe that doesn't matter. I give them a ton of credit for sticking in yesterday's game and not giving up because the 2019 Packers, when they got behind early in San Francisco, they folded the towel. They're like, eh, we quit. We're done. The Vikings did not quit yesterday. They hung around, and they stayed in position to take that game when Josh Allen handed it to them like two or three times. Also, the difference for the Vikings between... 2022 Vikings and the 2019 Packers. In 2019, there were multiple elite teams. San Francisco was tremendous. New Orleans, remember, won 13 games, and they were tremendous. Remember that regular season game in the Superdome where it came down to the wire with the Niners and Drew Brees and the Saints? Really good game. Now, Green Bay won 13 games that year as well. Green Bay was not elite, but there were three teams in the NFC that won 13 games that year. The Eagles might win 13 games, probably will win 13 games this year. Other than that, I mean, the Vikings are going to win 13 games. I don't think they are as good of a a team as a 13-win team, but that's really it. I kind of think the Niners are the best team in the NFC when all is said and done, and they're 5-4. and So here's my Vikings take. The 2022 Vikings are the 2019 Packers with more heart, which is incredible because Kirk Cousins is their quarterback, so take that with whatever it means to you. And they play in a more watered-down league because 2019, the NFC especially, was unbelievable at the top this year it's not unbelievable anywhere i think the niners might be the best team and they're not even above 500 or barely above 500 as of last night let's talk to one of our vikings listeners eric on i90 608-796-2558 what's up eric how you doing grant i'm doing great my team won yesterday it was fun was i right last week <clears throat> was i right well not to be, not to get, maybe let's, let's pretend that some of the listeners don't remember what you said last week. Re- refresh us. Refresh that. I told you to hang in there, <clears throat> hang in there, watch the game. My, my voice is a little hoarse from all that screaming yesterday. Good for you. Um, and, and it's going to be a good game and you're going to be able to root for your team and there's going to be points 
where you're going to be real excited and it's going to be a lot of fun. Was yeah. that right? And it was. It was a, pr- a pleasure and a privilege, Eric. <clears throat> so just so I got your take right, your take on the Vikings-Bills game, mm-hmm. probably one of the greatest games I've watched Yes, as a Vikings fan. Agreed. That it's kind of thanks to Green Bay giving them a bad time here two weeks ago. And things started to go downhill for them then. And now the Vikings have won. And you want to know what I think of that? You don't You don't think that's the case? It. You'll take I'll it? I'll take it. Look, I'll and, take it. And you, sh- and you should. You absolutely should. I Look, it. it was not what I meant. I, it's not like a like a, a jelly jar where the Packers, like, loosened up the Bills. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I feel like we thought that the Bills were unstoppable early in the year. And I think we first caught a glimpse in that Packers game where it's like, hmm, this Bills team is a little weird, and we've continued to see it. And the Vikings did what the Packers couldn't even sniff, which is go in and actually beat them. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying the, the Packers loosened them up. I, I don't mean to take away from what the Vikings did yesterday. I know, I know you didn't. I'm just going to say we'll take it. We'll take it. I don't, I don't care. If, we'll take it. <laughs> I don't care if Aaron Rodgers stuck in there and and put something in Josh Allen's underwear. Yeah, that's fine. We'll take it. Something we'll take to, the win. Something to make him behave weird. Or, <clears throat> yeah, I know. Some of the interceptions right. Josh Allen threw yesterday. I'm like, what are you doing? But Kirk threw a couple of those too. It's not like Kirk played a flawless game. No, and Kirk. And those interceptions were by your favorite cornerback, Patrick Peterson. And we know how much you like him. I do not like Patrick Peterson. I don't think he's any good anymore. I know. He's old. I know. He's old. But we'll take it. And guess what, Grant? You're going to be rooting for Minnesota on Sunday. <laughs> because deep down, you know that the Packers might need some help in that. Who do they play on Sunday? The I haven't playoffs. looked ahead. And you, and you still think. So I just want a good, I just want to welcome you and all the Packer fans to the good ship Lucky Pop <laughs> as the Vikings pour forward with more lucky games. I love it. Who do the Vikings play and this I'm, weekend? I'm Dallas. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. And you know what? There's a good chance we're going to win because you guys softened them up for us. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the Packers do. We just loosen the lid on the jar, and then the Vikings come in and, and clean them up. That's yeah, funny. yeah. You loosen the lid, we come in and eat all the pickles. It's pretty good. Hey, we like it, Eric. Before I let you go, so I was talking back at five mm-hmm. o'clock about how I, I drove to West Salem yesterday, uh, out towards, as yeah. you once said, uh, um, Beverly Mills on B. <clears throat> On County Road B. I love a good County Beverly, Road. Beverly Mills. I yeah. never get to drive on County Roads because I live and work downtown. I never go anywhere. And when I drove out downtown, right. I, I got this feeling that I remember from when I was young, where I grew up, which was out in the country. You drive past all these houses in the country, and they're hanging up the blaze orange outside on the clothesline, getting ready for hunting, right? Getting all the, the people smell off their clothes. I was wondering yep. if yep. Yep. if you are a deer hunter, and if so, yep. could you maybe give us a tip on how to prepare for the season next weekend? Well, as far as your smell goes and hanging them outside, I guess that's a fine exercise. Um, you know, the wind has got to be at your advantage. I love that. If the deer is downwind from you, he's going to smell you, and he's not coming by you. But the wind is always at your advantage, especially during gun hunting, because the deer could come upwind from you. Mm-hmm. And that's your only chance. So always... Be looking into the wind. Do not look 
with the wind in your back is that deer is going to smell you. Interesting. There's no doubt about it. No matter what you do, even your ball sweat's got to smell to it. They'll smell that. They'll smell something. That's what I'm saying. Are you a, are you a, smell something. Are you a tree stand guy? Uh, no, I'm a Ford F-150 stand guy now. <laughs> no kidding. Um, Hell yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't smell me at all. Oh my God! No, you need yet, like but, don't uh, you need, well, we don't need to talk about it. Never mind. That's awesome. Hey, Eric, one last thing. I, I told you I played a gig in West Salem on Saturday. Uh, I did see a, a, a crowd. Well, it went great. I, I did see a crowd come in. I was looking through the crowd. And I was like, I wonder if Eric. So I was thinking about you on Saturday. I was like, is that Eric? Is that, is that you were on my mind? Just I want you to know that. <clears throat> I would do that too. I would sneak in. Mm-hmm. But I would leave you a clue that you would know. <laughs> you wouldn't tell me? I would leave, if, if I was going to do that and just come in anonymously, which I do everywhere. I go to work anonymously. Yeah. If I, I would always, I, you would know I was there. You would know I was there. You'd be like a, like a deer wandering around. Just feeling something isn't and quite like, right. You're looking around, oh, I feel You'll something. feel like something. Not quite right here, and they're very wary. Them deer are because it's their life. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're just out there having fun. Those guys are fighting for their life. It's kind of kind so they of, don't piss around. Kind of effed up when you think about it. Uh, yeah, I will talk to you. I'm sure before the end of the week, and we can talk more Packers Vikings. I have to take a break, Eric. Thank you for the call. Yeah, have a great night, Grant. Eric on I ninety. You as well. Always a pleasure and a privilege to chat. Let's take one final break. Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I tweeted out a statement at Wisco Grant, and this will continue for the rest of the week. Uh, If you call this week, and you strike me as the type, so I guess I'll be a little judicious. If you call this week, along with whatever sports take you're bringing to the table, I will also be asking you for a deer hunting tip. It could be anything. It could be scent control. Uh, It could be the best way to pack a snack. You know, the best way to bring hot coffee into the state. It could be anything. So just know, add a little deer hunting flavor. I don't deer hunt anymore. I'm going to live vicariously through you guys. I would love to deer hunt. It's fun. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. I I don't have. So I'm going to live through you guys and ask, as I did to Eric, a hunting tip. And I guess Eric hunts out of his truck, which I'm not, I'm not sure of all the legalities on that. I don't need to get into this. Uh, also, Eric all the time references when I ask him his weekend plan says I'm going to go to Cashton and get a sixer and go for a drive and that is that's definitely not legal so maybe hunting out of a truck is the least of our worries with Eric on 90. I did think of him on Saturday because on Friday's show he called and I said Eric you're not far from West Salem band is playing a show at such and such a place on Saturday night you should come and I'm not going to lie I was looking through the crowd I'm thinking it's Eric maybe he came Maybe it's lame that that man occupies so much space in my mind. I think it's great for the show, personally. Tomorrow, Mike Clements 
We'll also talk about what comes next for the Packers. Maybe we'll mention Monday Night Football. I'm still kind of waiting for the Eagles to lose. And the Bucks play the Hawks. And I think they're going to go all out to beat this team after they handed the Bucks their first loss last week. So enjoy all the games tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 4. They have one good-